We are the Chemical Syndicate, and this is a Batman podcast. This week, episode five, just imagine Stan Lee's Batman. Hey, come one, come all to a wonderful show. Hey guys, this is the Chemical Syndicate, and we are a Batman podcast. Wait, it's the other way around. Who cares? <laughs> We're already into this. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm David. Uh David. A lot of heat on that one, Shane. Ooh. I like it. I love Ooh. it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm feeling it, brother. I'm feeling good today, man. I'm feeling good today. I had some Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Deviate, <laughs> deviated septum going on, man. A little bit of, a little bit of that. Uh, You're well, supposed to drink this Coca-Cola, Shane. Not oh my it. God! Well, nobody. I've been doing it wrong all these years. Uh, you mean to tell me I've been doing it wrong all this year? How come nobody told me? Well, y'all thought it was funny. That ain't funny. <laughs> There's no greater tragedy than a guy who has played an umbrella in a, with an umbrella. A blind man playing an umbrella for his entire jazz career, and no one's ever told him that. He just straight up tells him, that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most serious things ever delivered in animation. <laughs> Guys, which that's uh, when, when Bleeding Gums Murphy is in the hospital, right? Uh, yeah. I, think I forget so. the title of the episode, but yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's a great origin story of how uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy got his sax. <laughs> From, a, from an old blind jazz man musician who was playing an umbrella most of his career. Nobody told him. That so one, one, one of my favorite one of my favorite jokes from The Simpsons right there, man. The whole... The whole it's, I, you mean to tell me I've been playing an umbrella for 35 years? Yeah. How come nobody told me? No, we thought it was funny. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look up who, who did the voice acting on that particular bit. I'm sure yeah. it was one of the regulars, but... A hell of a delivery. <laughs> All right, enough of the Simpsons for now. For now. This isn't the Simpsons syndicate. Nah, nah, this is the chemical syndicate. We are a Batman podcast, and we're here to talk about Batman. A Batman, at least today. A, a Batman, at least today. That's right. <laughs> today, we are talking about, hmm, just imagine Stan hmm. Lee's Batman. Whoa. Excelsior. <laughs> True believers. Just imagine me. <laughs> Stanley making the Batman. That's that's my that was your incredible impression of Stanley right there. <laughs> I could see in your eyes you thought the man is here right now. <laughs> the man. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So Stanley partnered up with DC Comics in uh, 2001 to come up with a line of comics called Just Imagine, and it is essentially just going to be. The idea is it's Stan Lee writing a bunch of stories of all the DC popular characters, you know, like Batman, uh, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go through the full list in a bit here. But <laughs> the idea is the it's as if he created them. Right. So now I'm down for like the uh, – I'm down for an idea of like – I'm down for uh, Stan Lee writing a Batman story or Stan Lee writing a Superman story. Yeah. Like, this seems aggressive and really not necessary, but... 
<laughs> I get where they're coming from, it, yeah. but it's it's it feels forced. Doesn't the idea yeah. feels for it, it feels forced, right? It, it it does. It's it's a little uh it's it's a novelty. It's not I I I feel like they're grabbing you by just by saying, "Hey, this is Stanley's Batman." And it's I I don't know if there's much behind it, you know? <laughs> just like this is this is cool, but I don't know. It's it's just I feel like somebody had the idea. Who was it? Paul Levitz or something that was? Actually, it was initiated by Michael Uslan. That's, that's who it was, Michael Uslan. Yeah. Uslan. Is it Uslan? I don't know. Uslan. 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 That's what it is. For those of you that don't know about Michael um, Uslan. 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 I don't know how to say mm. it. Oh, God. I've been <laughs> seeing this guy do interviews about Batman for like the last 20 years of my life. Nobody's and, ever said his last name. Yeah, I just see his name pop up. I'm like, cool. Aslan. Uslan. Uslan. <laughs> It's spelled U-S-L-A-N. Yeah. So um, I'm sure, you know, we'll figure this out One of the ways later. we said it. Yeah. Just imagine it's that. Just imagine. <laughs> oh, ah, oh, my God. What did we just do? So uh, Michael uh, Uslan, we'll just kind of go with that for now. Um, he um, has the, he currently holds the rights to Batman, so to speak, with, uh, mm. he's he's very involved. Like he, he is, yeah. He's, he was the biggest, uh, the guy who fought the hardest for 10 years to get the Batman 89 film right. made. Yeah. I think he's on all the films, too. Like, he's yeah. a... He's an executive producer like, for yeah. any Batman yeah. um, film ad- like adaptation, whether it be live action or animated. He's right. involved. Yeah. Even, like, some of the documentary stuff, he's involved. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, um... Remember that Legends of the the Dark Knight that we were trying to get into one right, of the local yeah. theaters? Like, I think he has like an attachment to that, even like okay. even though that's like a independent like kind of film and yeah. whatnot. But he was a big help for that too, and nice. uh, and even like with uh, uh, Batman and, and uh, Bill. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he was pretty. He's pretty involved in like anything that's got Batman mm-hmm. attached to like multimedia. Yeah. If you want Batman on film, you got to go through Michael Uslan. <laughs> that's right. Um. So he, he's a huge huge um you know factor when it comes to batman yeah uh at least when it comes to the adaptations um but yeah i guess this project was initiated by him he's the Mm -hmm. one that i guess probably pushed stanley to kind of go into this whole idea of sorts and it's like okay Mm -hmm. it's a thing (laughs) (laughs) so the just imagine line came out in 2001 and it kind of went through uh, a little bit of 2002 there it was from uh, September 2001 all the way to September of 2002 all right i'm going to go ahead and go through the list of stan lee uh, of the characters in dc that he got to re, you know imagine or reimagine in his vision yeah along with and the, the caveat is it's kind of like a co-creator credit okay where yeah. it's stan lee along with or and right. or whomever and he did work with a lot of Yes. Cool people. It's a really pretty good list here. Yeah, run them down for us. I'm going to run them down, yeah. man. So, all right. Just Imagine series with Stan Lee with Joe Kubert creating Batman. We're talking about that. We're going to be talking about that today. That's the focus. <laughs> yeah, that's the subject today. Um, Stan Lee with Jim Lee creating Wonder Woman. No relation. No relation. <laughs> or maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, one comic book great to another. <laughs> and Stan Lee with... Steve Buscema? Buscema? Bush- Buscema? Bushima? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's Bushima. Yeah. Uh, creating Superman. Mm, mm. Nice. Stan Lee with Dave Gibbons. Hey, Watchmen fame. Mm-hmm. Creating, and, and uh, The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke. Yeah, more Batman centric. That's better. More on brand for the podcast. Thank God you. damn right. <laughs> you're, you're damn right. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, with Dave Gibbons creating Green Lantern. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee with Kevin McGuire creating The Flash. And Stan Lee with Scott McDaniel creating Aquaman. The Waterman. The Waterman. Stan Lee with John Byrne creating Robin. John Byrne, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah? Does that one tickle your fancy? It's odd to me that it's Robin. <laughs> Weird that Robin got his own. <laughs> his yeah, own he got thing. his own solo book. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't put in this Batman one. No, but he no, gets his own no. Solo one. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I haven't read. I, I, I didn't want to read all these, but at least not yet. I'm not. I, I would actually be interested in reading that Robin one to see if it hooks up with this Batman one. Like if he becomes Batman's sidekick, or if it's you know again Stanley thing where he just goes off on his own thing. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Stan Lee with... He was hit by a radioactive bird, and now he's a Robin. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm down for the radioactive bird. (laughs) Uh, Stan Lee with uh, Jerry Ordway creating the JLA, the Justice League of America. All right. Bringing them together. Mm. The universe is uh, coalescing. Is that the word I'm looking for? Maybe. Converging? There we go. Is that it? Our heroes are converging. Yeah. There we go. They're on a collision (laughs) of justice. Yes. Stan Lee with Gary Frank. Nice. Creating Shazam. 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 Uh, Gary Frank? Gary Frank. He did uh, uh, Batman uh, Earth One. Earth One with uh, Jeff Johns. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did. Yeah, Jeff Johns. So he's done a lot of of stuff. He did something. Oh, he was also working with Jeff Johns on uh, Doomsday Clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that's that. That's all we'll talk about with that. <laughs> Stan Lee with John Cassidy creating Crisis. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. John Cassidy, I think what I know him from is uh, X-Men. He did the Joss Whedon. Uh, oh, the Astonishing? Yeah, Astonishing. X-Men. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a few of these names I'm absolutely a little bit like hazy yeah. on because I'm like, uh, maybe I know them. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I've, maybe I've, I'm sure I've seen their work. So yeah. uh, Stan Lee with uh, Chris... Bachelor, Bachelor, hmm. Bacalo. Whoops. To all the comic book diehards out there, uh, you know this guy. I'm sorry for disrespecting him. But uh, creating Catwoman. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. And then last and certainly not least, uh, Stan Lee with Walter Simonson creating Sandman. Oh, Sandman. I, I thought there was another book. Didn't he do a crisis as well? I just said crisis. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was, Where am I right now? <laughs> You're going through a crisis. That's with uh, John Cassidy. Oh, that was Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I got, Cassidy. So, Cassidy. I got so hooked the up Cassidy. on the. Uh, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I got Cassidy. so hooked up on the X Men thing. I was. I wasn't even. God, did I spell that? No, it's Cass. Whatever. It's Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I ended with like a D A Y. I'm like I'm probably overemphasizing on that because I'm a jerk. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. So you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I'm sure we were we're gonna kind of bring it up here at some point too. Is there is a Similarly, there's a developing storyline in this book that does cross over with some of these other books. I was I was wondering about that when, yeah. I, when I read this one. I had to um, go ahead and, and like you know read up on uh, the, on the actual like premise of this. Just imagine Stanley's DC universe, and uh, knowing that there was a uh, something that like brings them all together, like hooks them all through uh, some storyline that goes through all of them. I was like, oh, okay, this must be 
why this one thing that relates to absolutely nothing in this comic <laughs> book. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing, and then when I was when I was uh, putting the putting the uh, list together of all the other um, uh, issues and stories that are in this whole series. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like kind of catching little tidbits in between when I would open up the pages and see like what they were about. And it's like, oh, okay. So that makes a little bit more sense now. (laughs) It still doesn't help, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So it's an ambitious idea. I mean, if you're going to make this whole line of books, then sure, why not create an extra little hook to hopefully uh, get other people to buy these other books as well and read them to give them a shot just in case, even if they're not interested in what Stan Lee's vision of Green Lantern is. Yeah. You know, maybe it all will make sense if they're fighting together. Right. Maybe, yeah. you know. And, and the whole whole idea of, you know, comic books and what Stan Lee did uh, back in the 60s was bring all of his characters together. So why not kind of do the same thing, introduce these all, you know, by themselves? And then he brought together a whole universe of of people <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know and, and that, it's nice that they had like a little hook for it so it, yeah it is what it is but um it, it definitely doesn't make much sense when you kind of read this story and we'll definitely kind of dive into that in a little bit here mm-hmm. um but oh, yeah you, oh they're oh, coming for me oh god can you hear that okay i think they're going away maybe not big papa pump there's a hookup <laughs> Holla, if you hear me the sirens, you know, it's it's Scott Steiner's coming for you, man. I don't know if you know. <laughs> oh, is he? I don't know if you know about the big bad booty daddy. No, I don't. <laughs> big Papa Pump is your hookup. <laughs> Holla, if you hear me. Oh, David, you're so, you need to learn more about Scott Steiner. <laughs> I mean, um, I know the writer. Yeah, yeah, you know about the uh, Steiner math, right? No. Oh, God, I can't get into it because even I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not good with math and... <laughs> Neither is Scott Steiner, but uh, it makes sense to him, damn it. Uh, not to get sidetracked here, guys. <laughs> I'm guessing Scott Snyder is a wrestler. Scott Steiner. Steiner. I kept hearing Snyder. I'm like, mm, there's, a, there's a wrestler, and then there's also a, yeah, <laughs> a, a writer. Scott well. Steiner is your hookup. Holla. <laughs> you hear him. The big bad booty daddy, Scott Steiner, just writing for Batman. <laughs> He's just... Got you a hookup for Batman, Daddy. He's just flexing the whole damn time while he, uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, let's get back on track here. <laughs> this so, is why these damn podcasts go for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You get lost on these, uh, references that have nothing to do with Batman <laughs> at all. Or maybe it does. At all. Everything has to do with Batman. The big bad booty daddy, Scott Snyder, with Greg Capullo. <laughs> so just imagine Stan Lee's Batman was released. September 1st, 2001. All right. And, of course, he is uh, co-creating this iteration of Batman with Joe Kubert. Yeah. Uh, Father of Andy Kubert? And Adam Kubert. There's an Adam. Yeah, there's two. <laughs> there's two. There's two. Ah, Jesus. Um, yeah, Joe Joe Kubert is uh, an OG, as they as they say. Oh. Um, G. Oh. <laughs> He uh, um, started in the uh, uh, comics uh, industry. <laughs> I was um, say, is, is when? <laughs> <laughs> in in like uh, man, in like probably I think it was in the thirties or something. He started when he was thirteen, and he was born in like twenty six or something like that. Jesus Christ! So yeah, like it's like pretty much thirty nine like, yeah, onward. Like, yeah. yeah, he. Um, uh, somehow was able to, to, to 
get a job when he was 13 <laughs> in a in a comics uh uh i guess studio mm. and uh it, it was for archie comics he was inking archie comics <laughs> um he he's mostly associated with hawkman for dc as well as sergeant rock with dc oh dude yeah i do like me some sergeant rock yeah you were showing me some stuff that uh well, he was speaking of Scott Snyder, the big bad booty daddy. Um, he was used uh, in Dark Knight's Death Metal. Right, yeah, that's what you're talking about. He had little small yeah. bits in there. He was kind of like uh, almost addressing the reader. Okay, and it was so amusing. Yeah, and I was all for it. Like, I kind of need more of that, Sergeant Rock. <laughs> now I'm not very familiar with you know the old school books with yeah. Sergeant Rock and, yeah. and and you know the whatever stories that he was involved in, but. Mm. Man, if you guys have read Death Metal, you know, it's a very large-scale story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a lot. There's a lot fucking happening. <laughs> I can't really truly express it. But uh, I would say one of the absolute joys of reading those issues were uh, just the little bits that you had with Sergeant Rock talking to you, the reader, <laughs> uh, even though he's kind of just more or less addressing another soldier on the field. Okay. And it's just so ridiculous because I've never... I've never heard such a metaphor in which you're being described how, like, you think you're in control, this is going on, and then wham, turd. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think you're ordering, you know, you think you're ordering yourself, you know, some uh, some burgers and fries, and then boom, turd burger with a side of curly turds. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, a lot of turds. That's a lot of turds, man. I don't know. The dialogue is great. Scott Snyder <laughs> kind of killed it on that. Um, yeah. I would like to see Sergeant Rock expanded in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I think there's money in there. For that, nice. but uh, yeah, so he has uh, connections with Sergeant Rock, and yeah, Hawkman, and uh, yeah. Archie Comics. Archie Comics, putting the door with that bad boy. He, um, he's, he's uh, one of those uh, um, comic book artists that does like every genre, um, and I think that is part of the you know, the time that he grew up. You know, that's when there were a ton of um, different types of comics. You know, superheroes were big in in the thirties and forties, and then. There was a ton of other types of comics. He did, um, you know, war comics where Sergeant Rock is, you know, a war comic. Um, jungle comics. He was a pioneer of 3D comics. Hmm. Uh, Bible comics. He did like a thing that was like adapting the book of Genesis, I think. Uh, he also had this really interesting uh, nonfiction comic in the 90s called Facts from Sarajevo, which was uh, he had a friend who was a a comics dealer or uh, agent, maybe a comics agent or something, literary agent, um, that was stuck in uh, Sarajevo during uh, the Serbian siege of Sarajevo in Bosnia and Herzegovina in the 90s. So he was like stuck in like a hotel or something like that for like two years. And he would he would send faxes out when he could to let people know like what's going on, you know. And so uh, Joe Kubert put it together in a comic, um, and it's it's it sounds very interesting to me, and like I would really like to get my hands on a copy of that. It, it's cool because it's you know comics is such a very different range. Obviously, you know our our episodic you know ep- uh, series is all about a comic book superhero character, mm-hmm. but comics, as we you know, for anybody out there that's probably not really ordained in this, mm-hmm. may not know, but you know, there's a deep deep you know, well of different like types of genres that can be adapted, that can be put into comic book form. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen Moby Dick adapted into a comic. I've seen, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, Joe Mott and uh, 
it's another associated artist who did a, a autobiographical book on like right, comic yeah. on themselves and yeah. you know you know you can have autobiographies that are comics I yeah, mean yeah um or even like the, the with uh, Box Brownie did the Andre the Giant you yeah, know a comic a biography I, I have yeah. a couple biographies I have like a Lincoln biography and like a <laughs> <laughs> something cool. else yeah <laughs> a Lincoln biography sounds great <laughs> but it's cool because it's like you know it's there's a lot of different ways to yeah. tell a story comics and to illustrate are, it. Comics are a medium and not a genre, you know? Yeah. It's one thing I think that people, you know, like they talk about comic book movies, but they're not like a comic book movie can be anything from any of the Marvel movies that come out, Batman movies that come out to a history of violence. That's a comic book movie. Dude, or a road to perdition. Road to perdition. That's a comic book movie, you know? Yeah. Um, or a ghost, uh, ghost world. Yeah. 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 It's I, comics are a medium, not a genre. Yeah, or I mean, I've seen movies adapted into comics. Yeah, definitely. Get Batman eighty nine. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite like movies turned into comics is uh, Star Wars Episode One, <laughs> The Phantom Menace. Oh, really? <laughs> so I don't understand why I couldn't convince anybody in my family i'm like 12 when the movie came out i'm like i couldn't really convince a damn soul to go see this movie <laughs> so and i really wanted to see the star wars movie it's the star wars yeah. it's the first one in like forever and mm-hmm. it's got such a huge amount of marketing behind it you know it's the biggest movie of 1999 or one of the biggest movies of 1999 to get released yeah but i couldn't get anybody to go see it with me so for my uh, birthday uh i had saved up some money and i got myself a little present and i bought myself the Phantom Menace, the comic book adaptation. <laughs> so instead of seeing the movie first, I read the damn and wa- read <laughs> it's the just movie. As good as the movie? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> not really. But <laughs> the politics, having to read poli- you know politics and comics and that at that age in Star Wars, come yeah. on, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. It's a medium. It's not. Yeah. A, it's not a genre. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's cool that you know with those life experiences that he you know that he had being stuck in a hotel for two years with all that nonsense going on. Yeah, I mean, to be inspired to turn that into something else, to turn that into art. Yeah, yeah. To express that and to to share his story. Yeah. In a different form. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, definitely. Um, he also uh, his his probably his biggest legacy is he founded the Joe Kubert. Uh, school of cartoon and graphic art um and it's still still uh it's, kicking yeah it's, <laughs> it's still, still active. active i see People are still uh, learning from it i see ads every so often in the uh yeah. in, in uh, some of the comics so yeah definitely so it's pretty cool and some of the um uh people that that are alumni from there uh people that graduated some maybe didn't graduate but uh rick veach uh who's uh he was he's part of the first class, I guess, that uh, graduated from there. But he he did a comic called Brat Pack, uh, which was a crazy teen sidekick comic, uh, satirizing teen sidekicks, <laughs> which is <laughs> is a, it's a pretty pretty wild comic. Um, and uh, I think he also did stuff on like Swamp Thing and other stuff like that. Um, Ed Piscor, who does X Men Grand Design, uh, Hip Hop Family Tree, he's done a, a whole bunch of stuff. The Hip Hop Family Tree didn't. You you have that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, man. There, it's Ed Piscor just basically trying to make a a, a linear story <laughs> out of um, uh, the hip hop uh, history. Just trying to 
trying you know, boil everything down to, you know, everybody gets a page pretty much. The same thing that he does with X-Men Grand Design. He tries to take like all these X, the whole X-Men history and boil it down to one singular linear thing where you get like basically a comic per page. Um, Alex Meleve, uh, who worked on Daredevil with uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm. Um, Old Bendis. Yeah. And then, of course, his sons, Adam and Andy. Both. Yeah, his greatest <laughs> students, his children, his progeny. <laughs> Who now teach at the school. And good for them. Keep it in the family. Yeah, I mean, Andy, I think, is probably the more notable. Yeah, he of, is, yeah, because Andy two. worked on X-Men he, a lot in Yeah, the and 90s, a lot of Batman. And a lot of Batman. He did Dark Knight 3 mm. with uh, Frank Miller yeah. and Brian Azzarello. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and despite how that story is, it's <laughs> the artwork's great. Yeah, it is. Andy Kubert knows how to, you know, Kubert knows how to draw a really good-looking Batman. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, to, to for those who haven't seen Joe Kubert's uh, artwork at all, it's uh, it's very uh, human, is what I think of. Meaning, his figures aren't exaggerated so much. Um, you know, there's a little bit of whatever cartooning and exaggeration in those, but it's not like when you think of Jack Kirby and you think of like huge, <laughs> huge <laughs> characters larger than life, um, everything coming out. At the page, you know, like a, a fist that comes out at you is huge, um, and uh, it's all gods and stuff. You know, it's uh, Joe Kubert stuff is the the people look proportioned like people. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, they're physically, yeah, they're physically looking normal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, he, uh, what am I thinking here? He's Okay, David, you can tell us. I, I, I lost my train of thought. You man. can tell us what you think of his art. <laughs> what do I think of his art? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> I, I completely he's got stumbled. nice art. He's got nice he's art. He's got very nice oh, art. He's, he's a, uh, a really great draftsman is a lot of what, what, a, lot, what a lot of people say. You forgot to say that. That's, that's, what, what, you're, that's what you're dying that's on. That's what I was, yeah. That's, that's whatever. That's why, <laughs> that's why I stopped everything in the tracks. <laughs> I forget what I'm saying all the time. My brain farts too. <laughs> So, I don't think so good sometimes. Yeah, man. But uh, to to his core, he is he is uh, an educator. Um, I came across a story um, that I think is indicative of this. He he was going onto like some local TV thing, <laughs> uh, and he was going to be interviewed. Interviewed got cut kind of short, so he wasn't able to to do everything. But on his way uh, out, somebody that works there. Uh, brought their daughter up to him who's interested in comics and asked him, Hey, do you have any advice for my daughter who's interested in comics? And, uh, uh, to quote the article here, uh, Kubert wound up staying about an hour to give an impromptu art lesson to this young girl he had just met. He did some sketches, explained the dynamics of panel pages. It was a full blown tutorial about what she could do to improve as an artist. So that's kind of the, the type of guy that he was super nice, wanted to teach, how to make comics to people, you know? There's a lot to be said about that story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, first and foremost, the man has a deep love mm-hmm. for what he does. That's passion. Yeah. It's definitely. pure passion. Yeah. Um, to foster other people's hopes and, and aspirations to kind of get involved in that too, mm-hmm. that is, gen- like, to be that genuine too yeah. is such a, it feels good to hear that because, you know, like you said, he's an educator and he's, got such a footprint in the comic book industry yeah. in that manner. And to see that impression on not just one of his kids, but two of his kids. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like that's just that's really cool to hear. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I dig that. I dig like I love hearing people genuinely being like the 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 most realist, you know, kind of person that they can possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't have to spend an hour. No, not at you all. just had to say like a few things, like yeah, you know, you just gotta want it. Yeah, <laughs> you need to or, walk or just, away, you know, or just just keep doing what you're doing. You know, just just keep at it. Just, yeah, you, if you, you like it, it bad enough, you'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one last thing too, uh, I, I found a quote of his uh, that I think kind of is indicative of of his art, and uh, the quote is uh, talking about how to make comics and everything. It starts off with. Uh, knowing how to draw well. Beyond that, it's knowing how to tell a good story with those drawings. Now, that's something that feels like it doesn't need to be said. <laughs> if, you're, if you're making <laughs> comics, like you should know, okay, yeah, I should probably draw well and I should probably learn how to tell a story with these. But I do feel like it is something that needs to be heard at least every now and again. Because you can get like, I feel like especially in the 90s, mm. uh, a lot of those uh, comics and those superstar um Artist, artists yeah. were all about bombast and great images, but the storytelling is sometimes not there. You know, like a page might look like a whole jumble of stuff, but if you looked at each individual thing, it's like all drawn and rendered incredibly well. You know, every vein is popping off of these muscles. Every pouch is, you know, <laughs> looks detailed. You can see the button on every pouch. But when you look at it all as one thing, it it's kind of a, a jumble of, of stuff and not clear what's happening. Um, so that's like a really basic kind of thing that I think informs a lot of stuff that's in here, you know, that's in, in the book that we're talking about today, the Just Imagine Stanley's Batman. It's very clear on every page what's happening. I'm never, when I'm looking at it, I'm never like, what's happening? There's one page in here in particular, um, where, uh, our main guy is being sentenced to jail, mm. like there's a whole trial and sentencing and everything that takes place just on one page. And you could look at the page itself and just know exactly what's happening, you know? Yeah. No, that's, it's an incredible statement. It's a, it's an incredible sense. And, and for anybody listening out there, you know, if you're a comic book enthusiast, if you're someone who's aspiring as an artist or a creator in that manner, you know, just take that to heart, yeah. you know, like that's, that's words from a legend. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who's been in this industry long enough. Yeah. Who's done a thing or two. And yeah, that's, that's a nice little foundation for success there. Definitely. Yeah. And Stan Lee, what more? Well, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Stan Lee is, get out of here. <laughs> get that app out of here. Nah, nah, nah. But you know, let's yeah, do you a can quick... come back. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> don't, no, we, we don't want you to go anywhere. Don't stop listening, yeah. please. <laughs> please, please don't stop listening. <laughs> but no, uh, Stan Lee, what more can be said? Uh, you know, I think we'll have the opportunity down the road. I've got something in mind for Stan Lee to talk about that somehow is also coming back around on the Batman end. But I don't want to spend too much time on him. I think uh, y- you know, we can do a quick crash course. If you don't know about Stanley, let's lay it on here. This man has co-created a lot of tremendous properties and characters and stories out there. Mm-hmm. Number one, Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm, boom. X-Men. Boom. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Boom. boom. The Incredible Hulk. Boom. Smash. Uh, <laughs> um, Iron Man. Iron Man, that's right, and Captain America. Well, actually, no, he didn't didn't do anything with Captain America. (laughs) What? He wrote Captain America, but uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon created Captain America in the 40s. Fuck. Sorry, man. 
But he did. He did shape. I'm <laughs> looking at my hands here. What looking at I? your Captain America shirt right now. <laughs> looking Why? at my Captain America shirt. Looking at my Captain America tattoo. <laughs> my whole life's a lie. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Stanley. <laughs> That's a revelation. No, not really. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> you know, his real name isn't even Stanley. It's uh, Stanley Lieber. There you go. Now you're back on the way. Oh, God, I feel good. Oh, I'm reputable. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he's co-created a great deal of things. He's, you know, um, headed Marvel comics for so many years. He's been a great ambassador all the way till the very end of his life. And, uh, yeah. Um, but this was an opportunity for him to work with DC comics Mm -hmm. and this whole just imagine series is definitely different. Um, I think when we get towards the end of, you know, kind of breaking down a little bit about this book here, um, I'll have a little bit more opinions on what I would have preferred, uh, but let's kind of break it down a little bit. You know, yeah. the whole thing about Stan Lee's Batman, uh, since it's, it's geared towards, you know, his vision of what it would have looked like if he created Batman, yeah. uh, which to be very forward here seems unnecessary <laughs> just to say that right now, mm-hmm. uh, we'll definitely really break it down later, but, um, it's a deconstruction of who Batman already was yeah. essentially. Yeah. That's how I kind of like after reading it, I'm like, it, it's almost like you, you tore par, you tore apart Batman as much as he could, mm-hmm. and then rebuild it from the ground up from the ashes as yeah. in your in an image that you thought would be acceptable enough to try and be different intentionally. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally just taking the name Batman and then thinking of okay, working backwards from that. Uh, so one of the key things here, I'm gonna kind of. I got a nice little breakdown here because I feel like these are key things mm-hmm. that really kind of best, not to spoil this book entirely, I would <laughs> recommend anybody out there to check out the Just Imagine series, especially the Just Imagine Batman to kind of get a really good idea here, but we're going to deconstruct it here. So there's no Gotham City. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it takes we're place in, in Los Angeles, California. He's, he's jumping off of the Hollywood sign on the cover here. Yeah. And I mean, this is, uh, this is a standard Stanley. Uh, thing because yeah. it's you're putting your heroes in the real world in the yeah I I thought the same thing putting his heroes in the real world you hear him uh, in interviews talk about you know he he wants he wants the reader to relate to these characters and he didn't know what Gotham City was he didn't know where Metropolis was but he knew New York he knew you know there's 42nd Street I, I've been on that street you know <laughs> so uh, putting his his hero in in Los Angeles here. Um, is a definite Stanley move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the beginning of the story, only one of his parents had passed away, and he's already in his like early, like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, and it's his father who passed away, who is a former police officer. Yeah, um, and his mother was still around, although later in the story she passes away. You gotta get him. You gotta get him orphaned, man. It wouldn't be Batman <laughs> if he had both of his parents. <laughs> So pretty standard, but he basically just there wasn't a thing of like, oh, his parents died when he was a kid, and therefore he's inspired to be Batman. Once again, just a complete different take. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's 
instead of born into a rich family, he's actually poor, low middle, you know, like lower mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Um, throughout the story later on in in the story, I should say, he does obtain wealth though. So he yeah. does eventually come back around to being in such a, a weird rich way. Too. <laughs> like, a, this is a, another, way. another Stanley thing too. I guess we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit. Yeah. We'll but get we'll, there in we'll, a moment. We'll point it out. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be coming. <laughs> it's so, so, so Stanley. Um, now he's not outright named Bruce Wayne, but his name is Wayne Williams. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Wayne. There's a Wayne. Um, He's framed for a crime he did not commit because mm-hmm. he offended a local gangster <laughs> by saving his girlfriend from getting hit by a car. <laughs> his this dude's name is Hans Hol- Holgram, right? Yeah, Hans Horgum. Ho- Hans Horgum. <laughs> so he like he picks a like this dude like Wayne saves his girlfriend from getting hit by a car. Yeah, and. Long story short, he picks a fight with the kid, and the kid goes to throw, like, I think a punch or whatever, and yeah. he just catches his hands. I think he tells fists. him, I'll give you one for free. Like, I'll Right, yeah. One for free. And he catches his, his, his fist, and, yeah. of course, he's showcasing why his nickname is Hands. He's <laughs> using his hands to crush this kid, yeah. and he's just, you know, just dominating him. Yeah. But basically... For saving his girlfriend. <laughs> for saving his girlfriend. And, of course, you know, standard writing trope, you know, the guy's got to be a complete asshole. So yeah. he uh, sets uh, sets him up. He stages a robbery and, mm-hmm. and uh, tricks the... Uh, it was at the place where the, where Wayne worked and basically set him up. And the boss kind of thought he was in on it because yeah. all this other stuff. And, yeah, he, he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> while in prison, that's where he learns to... You know, start using weights, and he gets yeah. jacked up. He gets beefy. <laughs> Here, here's another good piece of uh, Joe Kubert uh, telling a good story. That little piece there of him beefing up, it's a it's a great image because it like it's the dude standing. He's all beefed up, but mm-hmm. he also like all around him is showing him doing all the exercises that he did to get all beefed up. Yeah, but it's it's a good it's a good piece of storytelling to like compress a whole bunch of time into one basically one panel. You know. Yeah, and of course, you know, he's he's not even taught how to fight because of his training, like fit, like his fitness goals were met. <laughs> he's apparently a formidable fighter now because he's got muscles. Yeah, I kid you not. That is literally like he finally takes on the biggest, baddest dude in jail, <laughs> and he can fight him now because he's got muscles. <laughs> I, you didn't know that. Like when you get muscles. You get you. You just automatically know how to fight. Well, maybe it's because I don't have muscles. I don't know that. <laughs> well, me too. I'm, I'm. I'm assuming. That's what I'm assuming. You calling me fat, bro? You calling me skinny? Wait, what? <laughs> this isn't working out. <laughs> um, now, also, this version of uh, Batman or Wayne Williams, if you will, is mm-hmm. not afraid of bats. As a matter of fact, he has a pet bat who visits. Right. Who, who uh, flew into his little uh, jail cell and. He's, to try to to try to pass time in the jail, so he tried to count every bat that was outside. Apparently, there's a, a huge swarm of bats outside this jail, <laughs> outside this prison. And yeah, he uh, he makes one uh, a pet of his. He puts some crumbs out on the thing, and I I don't know bats eat crumbs. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. I mean, it's whatever. But basically, he's not afraid of bats. And as a matter of fact, that's how he's inspired to become Batman because he has a pet bat. And he's, I love bats. Other people, of course aren't fans of bats, but mm-hmm. he, he is apparently. Um, a little sad here, while he's in jail, that's when his mother does pass away. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, I guess one of the things that stands out for me on that one is she passes away not knowing he's innocent yeah. of his crime. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a really 
mm-hmm. motivating, you know, kind of factor of sorts to get kind of some payback. Yeah. Um, he uh, gets let out of prison after saving the warden from a nice big, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. riot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Cool. You killed a guy. But you're okay. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> you're okay in my book. Get out of here, kid. The gate's open. Get on out of here. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> so the man's got to go ahead and figure out what he's going to do now. He's a free man. He's jacked. Mm-hmm. He's ready to get out there and get some revenge, live life, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he uh, also just needs to figure out how he's going to make money. So um, he's watching TV, and, of course, he becomes inspired to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> That's right. He's so, going to make all his money professionally wrestling. Yeah, and as you know, it's the most legitimate thing out there, of course. It's where the real money is, man. He just shows up, beats him up, and he gets paid. That's, that's he gets how the it winner's goes. purse, man. That's how it goes. He uh, sews up his own bat. <laughs> he actually sewed up his own bat costume. That's right. A very realistic-looking bat mask. This fucking outfit. <laughs> this design is so... I mean, I guess if you're going to terrify people, like, had this been, like, kind of in the, in, in the Batman 89 movie when yeah. when Alexander Knox is, like, <laughs> it's like is, there a, is there a six-foot bat out in Gotham? And <laughs> so is he on Gotham's payroll? <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like, the, the little little sketch where he gets back to the office and everybody's oh, giving right, him yeah. shit. Yeah. And there's the a Bob drawing. Kane's. The <laughs> Bob Kane's are there. Uh, you see, it says Bob Kane with the big O. Um, it, it's that... Freak, you know, it's a big, yeah. big giant Batman, you know, yeah. big giant Bat monster, man bat. Yeah. That's what this outfit looks like. It looks like yeah. a, a humanized man bat. I, I initially thought, um, when I saw the, the cover, uh, that it was a, an anthropomorphized bat or a man bat type I, I th- of thing. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like you look at the cover, you look at the artwork and you're like, it's actually just, he's, he's, a, he's a, he's a, he's a bat man. <laughs> yeah. He's a man who's a bat. Yeah. So, but no, he just really is good at sewing, and he made his outfit way more literal to look <laughs> more more bat than man. Yeah. Um, but he gets involved with professional wrestling and becomes a huge star and <laughs> makes a, a lot of money. Right? Yeah, he becomes a millionaire. <laughs> now, David, who else became a wrestler in the comics? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Another animal-themed hmm. hero. A Spider-Man, that's <gasps> who. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. It worked out a little different for him, but... That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, now, funny thing is, too, while he's in this uh, professional wrestling career and he's a major star, he's making money, you know, money on top of money, but he maintains anonymity. He's, he's still not like, how does he do that? How does he get paid? Is he just paid under the table? How, how does he fucking pay his taxes? Yeah, how does he pay his taxes? <laughs> Come on, man. How does he pay his taxes? I don't get it, man. Like, he, he, he keeps a secret identity <laughs> despite his popularity. Despite being the most popular pro wrestler on earth. So when he gets out of jail, too, I forgot to mention this. It's like when he gets out of jail, there's that little page where he's back. He's got a little bit more facial hair now than he was mm-hmm. when he was a kid. And, he, you know, he's like, I'm going to change up my look. So he, yeah. he shaves his head bald. He doesn't want to be recognized. He doesn't want to be recognized. He shaves his head bald and he shaves his, you know, facial hair down to a mustache. But he sells the mustache on this, in his outfit. It's like, that's something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just strange. It's a strange choice. It's a strange direction to go artistically. But this is Stanley's Batman. Stanley's Batman. We're in a whole new world. Now, while he was in prison, he befriended um, another prisoner named Frederick Gates, mm-hmm. who essentially is a he's an inventor. He's a scientist, mm-hmm. and he ends up getting you know kind of let go from jail early. And he told he told Wayne, "Hey, if you ever get out, find me." Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that he's a famous pro wrestler. 
and he's got money, and he can now finally move on to his next objective, mm-hmm. which is payback. <laughs> Time to dole out justice. Yeah, a little Batman vengeance. Mm. So he ends up finding Frederick, and it's kind of funny. Like There's a little panel there where he gets him, and it's like, hey, you're that famous wrestler. <laughs> Because, of course, I mean, yeah, this old man has got to be uh, following pro wrestling. Everybody does, right? Well, yeah. When you're a hardworking inventor, you got to have <laughs> something on the background. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some fun. So, uh, you know, hey, it's a hobby. It's an interest. <laughs> I mean, as a pro wrestling fan myself, I can do it all. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but, pro wrestling fans. <sighs> uh, we hate our own. <laughs> you ever smell them? You ever smelled me? Come on, you smell man. good. Thank you. Shifty ass. <laughs> <laughs> what he doesn't know is what Old Spice can do for a man. <laughs> I dip myself in a bucket of Old Spice every morning. The Spice is old. <laughs> and I must bathe is, in it. Is this the spice that they're talking about in Dune? Dune Spice? <laughs> or the spice in uh, in Star Wars? <laughs> I need to kick over that uh, oh. that chest full of just deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So he he reunites with his old uh, uh, his old prison mate there and reveals his identity to him. And you know, basically, this guy is going to now upgrade his suit and help him fight crime or get his. You know, basically, you know, get him ready to do his next mission yeah. or a mission. Yeah. And this is almost like his Lucius Fox or something. You know? Yeah, basically. And it's kind of funny because, too, because he's like, well, you know, you, you know, you, because I think when he first, when he first got his little pet bat, mm-hmm. and I think it was this guy, too, who was like kind of telling him little factoids about bats and things like that. It's like, yeah, it's fascinating. They're blind and they can, they, they use sonar and all this other yeah. stuff. And so he's just like instructing him, hey, like, I want my suit upgraded. And I know you know a lot about bats, so maybe you can do things to make me more bat. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> make me more make me more bat-like. So they put, like, a sonar in his, uh, in his mask yeah. or something. So yeah, I think see. he also kind of, like, maybe got his suit a little bit more updated with Kevlar. So I don't know. Yeah. Just something. Just enhanced him. Yeah. So Made he's got so his he own. Fly. Yeah, he's got his own quartermaster doing his own thing, yeah. upgrading his tech and getting him stuff and everything like that. So, yeah, look at that. Um, I mean, just to kind of cut straight to it, he eventually, I mean, his main thing was just to go get revenge on hands. That's the whole thing. That's why he's doing it. Has the big fight with him. And, uh. That dude slapped me in the street. (laughs) That dude slapped me. He embarrassed me. He framed me. Yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, So, also, too, one of the weird aspects of the story, too, is he also had a thing for Hans' girlfriend. That's right, yeah. Uh, her name was Nita. And... There was like no other interaction or anything. Like, cause it, during like some of his internal dialogue, he's worried. Like, he wants to make sure that if he's going to go after hands, that she's going to be okay. Cause, mm. you know, she's innocent and she has nothing yeah. to do with any of the things that have happened. Mm. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. He has a thing for her apparently, apparently. but there's really no further. They've never talked ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had pity for him being framed and all these other yeah. things that hands did. And I don't know. And also one of the things that you would kind of sort of catch during the story is Hans is like, why, why won't you marry me? And he, you yeah, know, he tells really her to shut to, up. And, yeah, he really wants to marry this lady who he has absolutely no respect for. He's bull- uh, He bullies her. Yeah. And I'm just confused. Like, uh, well, I'm, I'm just confused because, like, 
well, what? <laughs> like none of this. I mean, none of it's computing because it's like I'm I'm trying to understand something that's so fictional and so old and it's a one yeah. shot and it's just like whatever. I mean, yeah. okay, so the woman likes to be bullied into this relationship and she won't say yes to marrying him even though she'll continue to take his abuse and stay yeah. with him and I don't know. It's just uh, too many questions. Too many questions. Just too many questions. Too many questions. <laughs> So, anyways, apparently there's a thing, but I, so he he finally gets his payback. He gets to the you know to hands his joint up in L.A. Big high rise now, and he fights everybody in there, and he you know out overpowers and fights hands. And in the ensuing fight, hands kind of gets a little bit too much momentum and tosses his own self over the building, and he maybe falls to maybe his. Batman helped him out a little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't mind. Yeah, um, he falls to his death, and ooh, that's the end of that. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a Batman that is... Is okay with killing? Kind of okay with killing. So at the end of that, of course, he's, you know, kind of approaching Nita and yeah. he's just like, hey, I don't know. He's just checking on her and yeah. she's, she's like, like, you're a murderer. Yeah, she's like, I'm happy that he's, you know, uh, done, like you've you've stopped him, mm-hmm. but I, you're a killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> okay, says the woman who's in a relationship with a gay, whatever. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh but then later on, like, doesn't he hire her? Because he's like, I'm going to, like, start doing, like, do more crime fighting and I need somebody. He has, like, an office or something? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, but basic, yeah, you want to open look, it up, go for it. Crack this thing open and see. So, um, basically, at the end of it, you know, he becomes this local hero, you know? Like, he starts fighting more crime and he becomes, you know, the... Uh, uh, just the man of the people, and you see more newspaper articles. It's a very quick couple of panels of just people looking up to Batman. Yeah, kind and of like his legend grows. Exactly. You know? And throughout the story, there was a couple of little pages here that uh, insinuate that there is a secret cult plotting to do something. Yeah. that's We don't much. know. They don't talk about Batman. Batman doesn't talk about them. <laughs> right. Um, so like we mentioned a little bit earlier, throughout the whole Just Imagine series, you know, sure, it's it's one of those deals where it's a recurring, like, kind of setup. It, it's just setting up for something more. Yeah. And if you read the whole series, if you collect them all, then I guess you'll have a better idea of how that uh, turns out. But uh, whatever. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it was what it was. I, I am a little interested to uh, see what the the other ones are, are kind of like. I, I read, like, on Wikipedia what some of the other ones are, and I think it's like, Superman is a space cop from Krypton, or maybe not even from Krypton, uh, which is a weird thing. And he, I think he like comes to Earth and decides to stay for some reason. But I don't know. It's it, I, I I would just like to see like okay, what exactly was was Stanley going for here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, one of the things I wasn't really too into is how heavy it is, how heavy the dialogue is on the slang. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it, I, I didn't know what era this takes place in because all of the, like, gangster talk is, like, from... The 70s. The 70s. It feels very stuck in the 70s. The yeah. art, the, sty- the, the, uh, the 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 designs of everybody's clothes and hairstyles, the, the, the way everybody's talking to each other, it's so slang-heavy. Um, very, I'm, I'm trying to look for some, uh, uh, you can find it pretty early thing. on, like the first, like several pages. Yeah. I guarantee you it's just so much of it. Now, <laughs> no two bit punk acts like a hero when I'm around. That's Hans Horgum talking about <clears throat> two bit punk, two bit punk. 
Um, I think I could be wrong. I could be very wrong because I haven't really done my homework on this yet. But is this the first ever Batman story to feature an African-American version of Batman? I think so. I I can't think of another one that has... You know, not, not African American Batman, especially you know, considering that the last like, I know currently there is a there's a there's an African American Batman which is cool. That's mm-hmm. uh, Jace Fox, um, but yeah, I can't really think of uh, anything else prior or you know, yeah, prior to like this era, mm-hmm. you know, prior to two thousand one. I don't, I can't recall. Right. I don't know. Yeah, um, so there's so. there's kind of a pioneering thing, you know. Stanley always making history. Yeah, definitely. So, cool. That's one little aspect. Um, so, real quick to kind of give my thoughts on this because I don't know. I'm not. I, if you if you couldn't tell by the way that I've been describing this whole story, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of it. Yeah, it's 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 a little tough to get into. It's it's it seems dated. Um, even though it was made in 2001, it seems like it's from an earlier time. Um, well, it's definitely of a time in which Stanley would have been writing. Yeah, you know, but. When was the last time before this that he wrote a story? Yeah, yeah, it's been been a while. He's maybe making some stuff for that POW Entertainment or, you know, or Stripperella. Stripperella, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird that he made that. Yeah, but uh, uh, greasy little pervy. <laughs> greasy little pervert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did it better. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, it's 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 completely not at all Batman that we know. You know, it's, it, like we said, it's taking the name of Batman and then working backwards from that, working in some stuff that he he's worked into other characters. You know, the the main hero is a nerd <laughs> and like <laughs> you know a weakling in the beginning. Uh, he becomes a professional wrestler. <laughs> uh, he has money problems and like real life problems. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of Spider-Man stuff is very, in very Spider-Man esque. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's just it, it's like he took his own tropes mm-hmm. and just recycled them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels lazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like it, it feels it's ambitious it, yet lazy. Know? Yeah, it's like it feels like he he's he's done this before. It, it seems like they came to him and said, "Hey, Stan, we're going to pay you some money. Just give us." some ideas of, of what you would have done <laughs> with these characters, you know? And like, maybe, maybe it was a Marvel method kind of thing where he's like, well, you know, give him a, a sentence or two of what it actually is. And then Joe Kubert drew it. <laughs> and then, uh, Stan just put in all the, the dialogue, you know, it could, it could be something like that. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> um, I think what I would have preferred and I know we've discussed this, but now mm. it's time to share with the people. <laughs> the people. It would have been so much better just to be like, hey, Stan, you want to write a Batman story? Yeah, I would have liked... That's that's what I was really hoping for when when I cracked this open, was like, okay, what's, what's Stan Lee... What's his take on Bruce Wayne? You know, mm. not what's his take on Batman. <laughs> right, like, you know, everything exists. Like, you can mm. use Bane, you can use any other existing villain, you can create yeah. a new villain or something like that, but yeah. it's a Batman story. Like, yeah. he's, he's all ready for you. You yeah. know, like, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they're like... Yeah, we want you to do whatever you want. We just 
something original and and completely different and brand new. Yeah. Like as if you created Batman. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure just you know, this is fresh after Bob Kane's corpse has just been buried. So I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Bob Kane was just like coming to life again. <laughs> but I created Batman, not Stan. <laughs> he comes. <laughs> Comes back from the grave just to say <laughs> he made Batman. I mean, you open up this book. Who's Batman still created by? Bob Kane. God damn right. <laughs> yeah, god damn right. That's, that's Bob Kane coming yeah. back from the dead. That's right. Just tapping the page where his name is. <laughs> you always remember that, Stan. His dirty, stinking corpse <laughs> is just walking up just so he can point at his name. <laughs> point at his name on the page. That's right. <laughs> I still create Batman. Just imagine that. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that. Bob Kane creating Batman. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Because that's what I did. Bill Finger's ghost is coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me, Bob. Get out of here. You had nothing to do with Batman. God, it must be a trip right now, wherever they are. All of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if this was if Stan, in an alternate universe if this was Stanley creating Batman in yeah. 1939 <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about probably Batman not. today yeah, yeah probably not <laughs> i guarantee it would be a matter of this character would get like reimagined into the version of Batman that we know and, and love and uh that's who we would, we would look back at it and just be like oh man it was some terrible dark times it's almost like that goofy ass dead shot with the top hat and all fancy <laughs> nobody talks about that one <laughs> Talk about yeah, the uh, real dead shot, you know the real <laughs> the one that really looks cool, does damage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an idea. Yeah. It's a project. DC did this. Interesting idea. It is, but I think I would have much rather have read a Batman story by Stan Lee. Yeah. But uh, for anybody listening, go ahead and read it because it's still an interesting read. It's still. Especially if you if you follow Stanley or if you have any kind of interest in comic book history, um, it's just interesting to see okay what what would Stanley do and also to track his career as a writer from the '60s to now. Um, it's you know does he evolve? Does <laughs> what, what, what does he keep you know uh, going back to? What are the things that are that make his writing his writing? Um, it's 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 interesting in that way. Yeah. No, absolutely. As always, we encourage anybody to check into any of this yourself. Yeah. I really it's like it's so weird. It's a different it's a different kind of read and absolutely let us know what you guys think of mm-hmm. Just Imagine Stanley's Batman cuz we he's imagined it. Just imagine you letting us know what you think of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we read it and let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd be curious to look into the other ones as well. Yeah. Um, someday. Maybe you just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just synopsis. brush all that. Synopses. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll get the uh, the whole trade. I I, I would be interested to, to get the Jim Lee one because what was it? Was that the Wonder Woman one? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be. I would be interested to, to see that one and maybe the Gary Frank one too. I mean, it's such a like you said. It, it it's a it's a very unique idea. Mm-hmm. I just think um, what would have been better is just him doing his own take on those characters in general. Like, 
they already exist. They are who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the work is already done for you. Just make a story out of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's a Stanley Bat? What's what's a real Stanley Batman story? Well, yeah. we'll never know. Um, never, never again. But yeah, that was just imagine Stanley's Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now you don't really have to imagine. <laughs> now you, you don't have just... to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, go check it out, guys, and please reach out to us. Let us know what you think of Stanley's Batman. Uh, did you like it? Hmm? Did you? Let us know. Or did you not like it? Hmm? Huh? Also let us know. <laughs> David, guess what everyone gets to look forward to on the next episode? Uh, what is that? More Batman? More Batman. Woo! I think it's time for you and I to take a look at Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Not as a yeah. whole, because that's going to take, like, forever, because it's so great. <laughs> I'm talking, we're going to go ahead and we're going to review an episode. Let's talk about the, I think, uh, hmm, let's see. (laughs) Who's the the main villain in the upcoming Batman movie? (gasps) Who's the main baddie? The puzzler. Ooh. Oh, wait, no, that that wasn't, that was. The (laughs) question (laughs) mark. (laughs) Question mark, man. Hmm. No, that's not it. It's. The Riddler. Ah, what did you say, Diddler? <laughs> Diddle. Diddly, diddly, diddler. Diddly dee. <laughs> That's right. We're actually going to be reviewing uh, a fun episode called Riddler's Reform. Yeah. A little, we were feeling like, you know what? I feel like talking about the Riddler. Yeah. Let's talk about the Riddler. Let's talk about Riddler's Reform. It'll be a fun episode to, uh, I haven't watched it in a month or so. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been like a couple months. I, I occasionally get on a Batman the Animated Series kicks yeah. every once in a while, so it'll be nice. Um, but yeah, catch us next time on The Chemical Syndicate. We're going to be talking about Batman the Animated Series, Riddler's Reform, nice, very good episode centered around the Riddler mm-hmm. as he reforms. <laughs> or did he? Oh. Listen and find out. That's right. David. Yes. Where can these folks find us on our social media? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you guys where you can find us, okay? Mm. You can find us at, you got to spell it out, get a pen, get a paper right now, write this down. Do you have it? Okay. It's spelled C-H-E-M-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E, Chem Syndicate. Ooh, that's right. That's right. You can use that. You can find us on Facebook with it. You can find us on the Twitter with it. Oh, the Twitter. And you can find us on Instagram with it. And of course, we're also yeah. on YouTube. Check us out there. We ain't got much at the moment, but hey, if you know, if you don't like using Spotify or any of the other things, maybe you're listening to us on YouTube right now. Uh, either way, find us. Find yeah. us. Follow us. Like us. All that stuff. Your support. I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. Nah. <laughs> Your support means a great deal. Uh, you know, we hope you've enjoyed this journey so far. And heck, get ready because Riddler's, Riddler's Reform is just around the corner. And also, I'm sure by now you've seen The Batman. If you haven't, go see The Batman. Yeah. Mm. We're recording this before The Batman, but... Why are you giving that away? You jerk. I'm just giving you a little peek behind the curtain. You jerk. The curtain. <laughs> <laughs> you jerked the curtain, buddy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're hoping by the time this makes it out, everyone will have seen The Batman. Certainly, we will have. Yes. Many multiple times. times multiple times. Trip. Yeah. Probably within like within like the 24-hour period, too, so... <laughs> But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Chemical Syndicate. We are a Batman podcast, and we'll see you next time for Riddler's Reform. Take care, guys. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>